Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Ben Woods, final day here at Fantasy Camp. Another week, uh, almost done in a few hours. Everyone going to go their separate ways again until yeah. next year. Now, you guys have been here. Well, Fantasy Camp started last Sunday, yeah. so this is day six. Day seven for us. Yeah. Yeah, we got here early, uh, came out and, and hung out, and got a little, little R&R. Uh, it's been uh, a great pleasure to be here for the first time for me this week, to meet people like Dave Dravecki, who I had not met before. We've had some incredible conversations with Padres legends all week long, and uh, I definitely hope that I get to come back again next year, even if I still don't want to actually go out on the field. I've loved this week. A little golf, a little conversation, watch you guys play a little bit, and I have to thank the person who made it possible who is sitting down with us right now, Tom Seidler uh, from the San Diego Padres is with us. Tom, this has been an amazing week. It's great to have you here, Ben. <laughs> uh, Polly and, and uh, Woodsy have been regular since we started the thing with 23 players and two teams, and you play the same team every day. Every day. It's grown to, uh, where we have a full uh, Padres clubhouse and uh, 70 players, and now the debate is, do we want to grow a little bit beyond that? So that'll be our decision going into next year. It is. Uh, I look forward to it so much every year. And you were gone yesterday, Benny, but, and this was a total surprise to us. They called us up uh, with maybe 12 other guys, 10 other guys, and they inducted us into the Fantasy Camp Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, for is me. This is your first Hall of Fame. It's my first. Yeah, and and let's, let's be honest. And who presented it, you the jacket? Uh, who did present me the jacket? Was it? Oh, it was Hoffman. Oh, only yeah. our Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Was this post-Tim Flannery's cookie? Or this was post-Tim Flannery's <laughs> cookie that he gave me and told me that it was mostly CBD. It was not mostly CBD. I didn't know what planet I was on when I got inducted. But I asked Ben, I said, so now I, when I sign an autograph, I get to put HOF24, uh, you know, like the rest of those guys. And, um, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't do this without you. Uh, I wanted to ask you, and I think the audience wants to know, you know, first and foremost, a uh, just a horrific few months. How's Peter's family uh, doing right now? Yeah, they're they're obviously um, getting through it, and <clears throat> luckily there's a big side of their family, so all of us are trying to be extra active, uncles and aunts and cousins, <clears throat> and helping them get through it. But, um, you know, all, all the things that, that are said on air about Peter, the things we do in his name, I mean uh, – Flan played that soulful song last night in Peter's honor, and um, there, there's a lot of ways that he's being honored and recognized, and that, I think, gives them a full heart. 
We talked to you a few weeks ago, and uh, you said the commitment was still there to, to bring that parade to, to San Diego and the baseball gods uh, smile on us finally. And I know fans have been wondering kind of what's going on, but just kind of your perspective this offseason behind the scenes. Any words of reassurance for the San Diego Padres fan base out there? Oh, I'm excited about the year, the the mix of the veterans that are longtime Padres and uh, we heard Riley Westman yesterday and, and talking to him offline about the number of high ceiling prospects that are on the way. So I think it's going to be a really fun year. And, and, um, and uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. Again, you could have a disappointing record relative to the talent one year and, and overachieve the next. And the Diamondbacks with 84 wins got to the big dance last year and, so we're going to chase that this year. Yeah, there's, there's uh, talking to Tom Sidley here on Ben and Woods this morning. I said it on the show yesterday. You know, Ben had asked me, okay, well, if this guy's available, would you move this prospect or this? And I said, honestly, maybe for the first time in my life, um, I'm kind of okay standing pat right yeah. now based on the World Series winner last year, all their young talent. Now, it's not like they didn't spend money. They spent a ton of money. Uh, but they also had guys come up and contribute at the right time. Same with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And so – I, I honestly said I may have gone 180 on my, you know, prospects are just prospects thing. I kind of want to see what these guys can do based on some of the um, the wonderful remarks I hear from from Riley and some of the other guys yeah. here talking about those young guys. Yeah, I think that, that rejuvenates a fan base to have young Padres drafted and developed players. And obviously we just got another infusion into the system of the top international player signing a few days ago. So. I think the future is bright, and, and um, you know, taking uh, Peter's hat of optimism, I'm optimistic about this year. Yeah, I said yesterday, uh, my expectations are still pretty high for yeah. this team yeah. going into the year. I know there's some people who go, well, they won 82 games last year, and now Juan Soto's gone, and, and Blake Snell and Josh Hader, they can't win more than that. And I go, that's not how baseball it's works. Not how it works. Yeah. 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 I'm expecting a really huge season from Fernando Tatis Jr. I know a lot of us are. I think Manny Machado, you can always expect big things. Uh, I mean, he's good even when... He's not 100% healthy, yep. and, and hopefully he comes back and has a healthy season. We saw some real good play from Xander Bogarts when he was healthy, especially uh, at the beginning at the end of last season as well. That's an unbelievable trio to start any team with that any any club would be jealous of. Yeah, and there's something to be said for having a target on your back. You know, that was probably most firmly uh, on our backs last year, and that shifts to the Dodgers this year. Big time. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. Uh, the guys up the road have, have not been afraid to spend money. Um, and, and as we well know, doesn't guarantee you, doesn't guarantee you a damn thing. And, yeah. and I know uh, this year, I think, you know, getting into the playoffs has is, is got to be of, of utmost importance. Talk a little bit about your experiences uh, with, with Mike Schilt so far. Yeah, so my, Mike's a wonderful guy. I got to work with him a lot last year. You know, his background is both on the minor league side and big league side. And last year he came to me and said, hey, what are we doing with our minor league players to get them connected to the community? And I said, well, we we work with all the clubs. We give them a stipend to help further their community uh, outreach and ask the players are involved. And and they donate money that we provide them and let the uh, the player who's the most active in Fort Wayne and Lake Elsinore and, and on down the list uh, pick the charity but Mike said, let's take it a step further. Let's mandate that each of the players gets involved in the first half and the second half of the season, one, a homeless-related cause, and one, a military-related cause, because those two in particular are big issues for the Padres and in San Diego. 
And with his guidance, we worked with him and all the minor league clubs and did that last year. So I think he's a really thoughtful guy. He cares. You know, he obviously just recently made the rounds and visited a lot of the key players in their hometowns, even in other countries. And I think he's got the knowledge of the clubhouse that the last three or four hires did not have coming in from other organizations. So I think he starts hitting the ground running, which is a big advantage. It was, uh, we're talking with Tom Seidler here on Benham Woods. It was officially announced this week, as expected. The Padres and Dodgers are going to be reporting early before every other team to spring training. In fact, it's uh, Super Bowl Sunday, so three weeks from this Sunday, oh. uh, the pitchers and catchers will be here in Peoria, Arizona, officially reporting. Uh, so you guys can leave early for that tr- trip to Korea in the middle of, of March to open up the season with two <clears throat> games uh, there against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I don't know how much involvement you have but what have you heard about what that experience that trip is going to be like for the organization as a whole yeah i was just there last week okay. so a week in korea a week in fantasy camp i have to reintroduce <laughs> myself to family next week good luck but i tell you there's there's a ton of enthusiasm the, the stadium is about the same size as mexico city was last year eighteen thousand thereabouts but with a dome it's going to be extremely loud and and Korean fans, like Mexico City fans, are very participatory. They come up with nicknames and songs for each player. And with us having signed Go, now we've got two Korean stars. And so it's, it's become a bit of a Korea versus Japan battle with the Dodgers signing some high-marquee uh, Japanese players. I've heard so, that's a big rivalry, yeah. Korea versus <laughs> Japan, yeah. So I think <laughs> the fans are going to be really engaged. You know, we play two exhibition games as well against KBO teams. And um, first ever games in Korea, and I'm happy for Hassan Kim that he gets to go, and and even Manny and Taddy and the other guys are going to take a backseat to him. So uh, when those videos, you were there when Hassan Kim and was signing. I was there I mean, the week after, yeah. Okay, yeah. but I saw those videos yeah. where he was he was mod- he was like a rock like, star like Elvis, oh, yeah. when, when yeah. he went back there. I mean, well, he- I was there with Chan Ho Park, who was equally a rock star. I mean, he was the first Korean player to make it in the big leagues, and he is such a special guy. So. You know, having Chan Ho, who's got obviously Dodger roots, but also currently with the Padres and pitch for the Padres. Uh, it'll be a special few days for um, for Major League Baseball and the Padres. So it was a, it was um, obviously, you know, losing losing your brother um, it obviously affects your family a, tr- a tremendous amount. The fan base, you know, showed up um, in, in remembrance of Peter as well. Everybody's talking about Peter. Everybody's talking about his legacy. What can you tell us? And I know, you know, Eric Katsenda um, was named interim interim um, chairman, basically. Yep. Um, what is the plan that you can share going forward uh, as far as your family's involvement in the team for forever? Yeah, well, our family is going to be involved for, you know, generations. That was Peter's hope and his plans, and, and he's going to be, you know, part of the Padres for, for many, many years and decades to come. Peter was a 30,000-foot level guy. He yeah. hired really good people, yeah. and he didn't get in the weeds. He didn't second guess or first guess. He hired good people and set course, and we're all still carrying out that course. So I think from you know our group nurse perspective, all of us at Petco, we're going about our work the same way as if Peter were still here. So Peter still runs the organization in many ways, and obviously Eric Katsenda and other family members are getting more involved for now. And... and um, and I, I don't think things will change much. We know clearly what his vision was yeah. and still is. So we don't we don't know Eric. We've never talked to Eric. Yeah. What what can you tell us about him? I you you paint these mental pictures when you hear 
you, you picture them coming and saying, all right, man, uh, good luck. This is your, you know, and I'm sure that there were many, many conversations between your brother and Eric Katsenda uh, before your brother passed. Um, how, how, what is he like? What is he, because no one really knows. You well, know. He, he, you know, he was partners with Peter uh, for 30 years. So they were very like-minded along with my brother, Bob, and, and they know how Peter thinks and are, you know, again, are carrying on his vision as if it was Peter in the room making the decision. So there's not as much change as people might think when somebody uh, passes and, and the next guy takes the baton. But Eric's a really thoughtful guy, good family man, uh, and again, a trusted partner of Peter's for 30 years. So what we all respect and admire what he's done and, and now will help to do here with the Padres. It was actually, it was actually very unusual how, how open Peter was yeah. with everybody, the fans, the media, how approachable he was. I, that is not generally the case when it comes to professional sports owners, at least in, in my experience. And, and yet Peter seemed to be had time for everybody, fans, walking the concourse. and, and Walking the streets. Yeah, I don't know that you can expect that from everybody. Sure. It's, it's a tough position and certainly someone who's just trying to kind of get into all the expectations that go along with it. You know, no one's going to be Peter, and I, yeah. I think everyone has to keep their uh, – expectations a little tempered on that because peter was one of a kind yeah no 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 one person has to yeah. fill his shoes a lot of us help fill it just like you know with with shield and the kids no one person's gonna fill peter's shoes but a lot, if a lot of us uncles and aunts and cousins help that helps fill the void so uh, i'm confident that the connection between the potteries and the community that has been built up over the last bunch of years with peter's guidance will stay strong in the years to come yeah i think it's important for for all of us to remember that as well uh moving forward tom we can't thank you enough for having us out every year i think i did threaten uh if he ever invited another show out there that he would be in trouble i i don't again i was under the influence so i I apologize uh but i we love this so much we look forward to it so very much every year those guys are family in there to us all the 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 guys and it's just a it's just a, a really special experience for us, so we thank you very much. Well, we love it. It's a great way for us to bring Padres history. I mean, there's from the 70s to the 2000s, there's five decades of Padres history in there with the alumni. We all love it. And Ben has promised that the icing on the cake of the Padres winning their championship will be Ben playing in the in the fantasy yeah. camp. Yeah, you don't want a World year. Series. Oh, I did God, say that. I, would do, I did say well, that. I will, I will get in uniform. I will be out there. Well, let's be honest. Doing the, my best. The la- okay, so radio guys, Paulie and I, here. We, we play every game. We play every inning of every game. Radio guys, yeah. okay? The two TV guys you've invited out here, John Howard and Troy, Troy Hirsch, Hirsch, both injured within <laughs> two days. What does that say? What do you think, radio much radio guys? Time, so. A lot tougher than TV guys, I would say. You set a high bar for Ben when that time comes. <sighs> I cannot. Can I make it three days? Can you make it for fifteen <laughs> minutes? I, that's the. That's I just want to know what. After everyone's gone, do they fumigate or what do they do to just make sure nothing Maybe rubs a, off? Especially on... the hydro room. Where... <laughs> oh my god, that, that room needs to be stripped down, clean. So I'm Manny. I'm getting here. I just uh, want to make sure there's no residue left over from these fantasy. Well, the campers. best part about this week is we've got a mini camp with our top prospects, and you go from one field with a 55 year old. Two fields down is the 19-year-old high ceiling, twitchy. Yeah, you hear the barrels. Yeah. Yeah. And today you're out in the stadium, right? Is yeah, that, yeah. The stadium. The actual stadium, yeah. stadium yeah. for the final games today. It's so. a big one. It is a big one. Well, Tom, uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us out Thanks, this guys. week. It's been a really great time. Love you, Don. Great right. to have you here. Tom Seidler so with the San Diego Padres. Always a pleasure to have him on. We're going to take a little time out. Are we doing Don't Do This today? No. We'll, okay, Frank, just... 
Bang, don't do this. We're going to see if there's any other coaches that are still here. Uh, continue our conversations this morning. Check traffic. Be back with more Bennett Woods right here on 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. For everybody who is just like out of whack this week because we've been off of our schedule and our benchmarks, I am here to reassure you that Monday morning we're, I'm running a tight ship. Okay. Take on Woods will be in its normal time, 710. It'll be brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of your car. For directions and discounts, go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. We will have Don't Do This in its slot right now couple of stories that make you shake your head, a do-do-this story at the end. We will get back to everything. I know there are people, you know, parents who drive their kids to school in the morning who miss D.D. Megan Doo-Doo when we're not doing the yeah. whole segment. But we just kind of have to be flexible when we're out here <laughs> at fantasy camp, and it's just a little bit different. I will give you a quick should have done this, though. That's okay. not a segment we do. You should have done. But should have done this. Should do this. Uh, Ken Rosenthal yesterday reported that – the Astros right now are interested in signing Josh Hader after they lost Kendall Graveman, who's going to be out for the season in their bullpen. And he happened to also mention that the Astros apparently at the trading deadline last year tried to acquire both Blake Snell and Josh Hader from the San Diego Padres. Now, at the time, I know we clearly were kind of, I, I wish the Padres just keep them, let's go, you know. Go make that run, start winning some games, get to the playoffs. They're going to need Snell and Hayter down the stretch when they do it. Hindsight being twenty twenty, and knowing easy. that the Padres did not make the postseason, an easy should have done this was wonder what they could have gotten from the Astros had uh. they traded Blake Snell and Josh Hayter, and obviously still going to lose both of those guys to free agency anyway. But now 
they're doing it for just uh, for just nothing. You know, the life of a couch GM is very, yes, very it is. good. It, every move you make is spectacular. You always get the best return uh, for the guys that you were probably going to lose anyway. So, listen, as a couch GM, yeah, you absolutely should have pulled the trigger on all of those moves, Ben. Um, we just had Tom Seidler on. I don't know what the mood was around the team last year. I have my ideas. I have my theories. I can't imagine Peter last year would have said, yeah, punt, punt, get rid of him and go. He believed very much in this team, and I think a lot of fans did as well, thinking, yeah, this team is just, they just haven't gelled yet. They will gel. Um, My only question I think I praised it when it happened because I was so nervous about getting rid of, of bigger, you know, bigger prospects for rentals was if Peter really wanted to go for it last year and that was kind of the, the directive, why not go a little bigger at the trade deadline than you did? Um, I, that one I don't know. And we all kind of praised them for buying on the margins then. Be Okay, cool, maybe these guys will help because we still believed in that core that they were, were going to get it done, and they didn't. And... Again, the life of a couch GM is a very simple one. It's a very easy one, and all your moves are right. Yeah, I think I talked myself. Yeah, G-Man Choi. Oh, could be I like Eddie Rosario. He could be a great <laughs> move, just like the Braves. Oh, we're the, the, the new Braves. Here we are. <laughs> no, it it's um... didn't work out that way, to be sure. So uh, Interesting, though. Both Snell and Hayter are finding, and we'll see where they – I mean, they'll land somewhere, and they'll get, they'll get a good chunk of change, yeah. whatever their deal is. But neither of them are – are commanding the kind of offers that they were hoping for on the free agent market. We've already heard a lot of talk about Snell, uh, you know, the Yankees balking at what Scott Boris's asking price was, how many years, uh, the kind of money that they were looking for. Uh, other teams have started to pivot going, I just don't know if Blake Snell is in our budget, and he may have to come down. And then Josh Hader, uh, you know, his goal, you know, reportedly going into the offseason, he wanted to beat Edwin Diaz's contract and get – you know, the record reliever deal over $100 million. And Ken Rosenthal reporting yesterday that doesn't think Josh Hader is going to get that, going to top $100 million. He's going to have to take less maybe than even Edwin Diaz got with the New York Mets. So there has been a bit of a softening of the market. The, the Otani-Yamamoto deals absolutely huge, what the Dodgers did. Some other pitchers got some money early, but now things have stalled a little bit. May I blow your mind yeah, for a moment? Yeah, blow it. Okay. Our pals at Cespedes Family Barbecue put out a tweet yesterday. So last year, on January 18th of 2023, out of the Major League Baseball trade rumors, which is a great, great site go to all the time, they had a top 50 free agent, okay? Last year, on January 18th of 2023, there were three players remaining. Jerkson Profar, um, Andrew Chafin, and Michael Walker. Okay. Not exactly the premium of the last no, three it, either. Damn near could have been 48, 49, and 50, right? This year, on January 18th, 2024, are you ready for this? Bellinger, Snell, Montgomery, Chapman, Hayter, Solaire, Martinez, Hoskins, Stevenson, Clevenger, Chapman, Lorenzen, Ursh, uh, Urshela, Rosario, Merrifield, Turner, Belt, Neris, Junis, Hendricks, and Tim Anderson, plus many others. This has been a morbidly slow offseason. It really has. With all the big moves that have been made, and there's been some big guys, um, you know, big guys signed. We, we know all the stories. We know who signed them. But holy smokes, man, there are guys out there. I mean, that's how many names did I just rip off to you? 15, 20 uh, at least. 
of of guys that that are still looking for a squad. That gives me a little bit of hope, knowing there's still some some pretty damn good players out there to pull from. I just don't know how active AJ and his squad are going to be with these guys. Well, I, I don't know that it, it seems that way with some teams, but every team has a budget. Even the Dodgers, there's a limit to what they're going to spend. Yeah, and it may they not, may not be there yet, but every team has their budget, and a lot of teams went out and and did sign some guys early. And I'm wondering whether they're looking and going, man, there's a lot of good players left, but we're kind of we kind of spent what we're going to spend, and I, I don't know that we can sign a Bellinger or a Snell at this point. And when you have less teams now in the bidding, that that affects and slows down some markets because agents, they don't want to look bad. They, the last thing an agent, especially someone like Scott Boris, wants to go to their client is go, hey, I know our target was you know $200 million, but... I got you 110. I, I got <laughs> You know That'd what? Be that, like our agent, actually, that, with that, that, those conversations. That looks pretty bad <laughs> when you're the agent and you put something in the mind of your client, and then have to then brace them for the reality that we're not getting anywhere near yeah. what we had planned on getting. And it's basically saying, "I kind of steered you a little incorrectly in this process." No one wants to do that, so they're going to keep holding out and going. No, we just got to be patient. We'll we'll get there. <laughs> Trust me, we're going to get there. And if those offers don't come, there's going to be some reckoning. Uh, you know, maybe some unhappy clients and, and relationships at the end of this offseason if uh, if they truly do have to accept a lot less. Like, hey, I could have been in a team I wanted to be in at this same price yeah. uh, three months ago. Now you're telling me I should take it with this club that I, I didn't even want to play for? Yeah, and, and you know, there's there's about, at all the names I, I listed, there's one, one man that represents a, a decent chunk of them, and that's Scott Boris. And you know he does he does business his way and it's worked very successfully for him. I think sort of collusion going on against Scott Boris right now. Maybe this is a Scott Boris. Maybe he's the architect of this whole thing by not by not settling. You know maybe he said oh, you guys want to wait. We'll wait too, um, and we'll see who comes and who's really really desperate because there's some monster names on here. I mean there's those are there's monster names that could really help. Every single team in baseball. So uh, I just thought that was fascinating. Last year at that time, Benny, three guys left from the top 50, and now there's, you know, 20, 22, something like that. Um, it is, it's, a, it's quite a sight. So why potentially is there not as much money anymore to go around? When we come back, I listened to a terrific segment with Annie and Elston. Uh, I rewound it as I was driving back from the golf course. I had like a 25-minute drive. It's a perfect little chunk. And Annie, of course, who worked for Valley Sports San Diego, yeah. so kind of had some inside knowledge about how some of these things work, did a great job kind of explaining the TV deal versus what the Padres can get streaming and why you know there could be more of a financial crunch than we know about. Uh, I want to kind of talk about that and explain at least how I understood that segment because I thought it was some really good radio yesterday. Get to that coming up. We'll play a game later. I've got a one more 1984 Padres trivia game. How's that been going, by the way? Uh, we had a winner yesterday. I think. Good, 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 good. Okay, all right. But yeah, I, I, I think today's is a slam dunk. Someone's right. going to win and qualify for the trip to Vegas. So we'll get that as well. Uh, we're going to come back with more from Padres Fantasy Camp in Peoria, Arizona. It's Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Take it easy for a while after being out here at Fantasy Camp. Next week, one of my favorite weeks on the sports calendar, Farmers Insurance Open Week at Torrey Pines. I've once again been invited to MC the awards ceremony. They heard on Saturday ab- about yeah. your moderation skill. I, I, I just I didn't give you enough credit yesterday when you went up to moderate the panel of the '84, the '84 team, and um, you know, watching you up there, it was it was like watching an artist. And I'm not even blowing smoke. You were phenomenal. As good as you are here, I went, I think we're, I think he's missed his calling. Professional moderator. I don't know that there is such a thing as professional moderator, but thank you. You crushed it. Guys will start to ramble. They'll start to run off and they'll start to go. You know, you work with me every day. Your ability to bring them back in, keep them, introduce fresh topics. You guys should. I wish you guys could have seen it. I brought in some of my woods wrangling skills to, was, the, uh, to the table for it, sure. It was a damn work of art. So you, you you were incredible at that. I just wanted to give you another shout so, out. So let's see. We got uh, doubleheader NFL football the next two days. We'll do our, our picks game, our miserable picks from last week. We can only improve, I think, on what we did a little bit later. Play tomorrow morning, Boise State, another CBS nationally televised game on the road. How's Boise State this year? Oh, they're good. Good. They're one of the top top teams in the in the Mountain West and uh, another battle man yeah, another another tough one and this one in particular uh and i you know mark ziegler wrote about it in the ut so boise state played at home on tuesday the aztecs played at home on wednesday which means boise state has no travel they have an extra day to prepare san diego state had one light practice yesterday they will practice this morning then get on a plane yeah. and then usually you've got the morning shoot around where you can go through like drill okay let's go back through the offense one more time the defense against no you got to play at 10 a.m san diego time i think 11 a.m in boise and you're on the court already so the aztecs are going to have to basically you know Show how advanced they are as a team with a lot less preparation. They're behind the eight ball for another one of these road games again, essentially. I wonder if Dutch could do what uh, many NFL teams do. It's always one of my favorite stories to hear uh, when an NFL team would travel somewhere 
and they would have the entire conference room, a giant, giant ballroom, and ball they're room. running, yeah. running plays in there. <laughs> you know, I just think that is the funniest thing ever. Guys down there in bare feet, running plays in a conference. Pro- probably room. Friday night in the hotel, yeah. there will be some uh, some going over of things. You know, before everyone it. goes to bed because they had a very condensed time. Now the Aztecs are good at it. NCAA tournament is like that. You yeah. play on Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday, and you only have one day to get ready for a really good opponent if you win your first game. So it's something Dutch and his staff have done well. They're going to have to try to bring that to the table uh, at a place where they have not – Extra Mile Arena in Boise has not been a place where they've had a lot of success. So uh, try to steal one of those road games, as we talked about in the conference tomorrow. All right, we're going to check traffic. I want to talk about this segment that Annie and Elston did yesterday, talking about the Padres' streaming rights and whether that is contributing to a, a financial pinch in the organization. We'll get to that coming up here on 97.3 The Fan. So I, I love consuming because you can watch our whole show on YouTube or you can listen on the radio, but you can always go back and find segments that you missed. And you can do that with the Annie and Elston program. And yesterday, uh, Adam posted a segment uh, that they did talking about, I think it was the hard truth about the Padres' TV rights and streaming deals. And Annie, uh, with her experience having worked for the Padres telecast for many years, kind of explained her understanding and, and you know she's not privy to necessarily to the highest level financial conversations that are going on but when you switch from a, a regional sports network model where the Padres were getting paid what was it 60 million dollars a year just a check from Bally and then you know Bally would put the games on and they'd sell their advertising and, and do everything they can to try to make up that money and you go to a self-streaming model with subscriptions and you're trying to make money directly from subscribers at $20 a month and sell your own advertising packages. It would be essentially like us walking away from Odyssey in three years and trying to just do what we do and live, um, live the way we live now on, off, of, off of YouTube, essentially. Right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah and, pretty much. and just hoping that people will subscribe and continue to subscribe uh, to get our product every day. That is not something for me that I would be comfortable with. I like the security of being under the Odyssey blanket. I like having insurance that I don't have to go out and seek. I don't want to <clears throat> go down and, and, and sell my own advertising. And I know you don't either. And that is... That uh, it's a different animal entirely that they're up against. And last year, uh, you know, the Padres knew it could happen, right. but they weren't necessarily ramped up a hundred percent with a, you know, a media advertising sales staff and, and everything that would be in place. But one of the points that Annie made that I thought was really savvy was don't forget that in addition to not getting that sixty million dollars that they were getting from Bally Sports, yeah, they're still getting some some money from streaming, but Craig did some math. So let's say you have 20,000 streamers per month who are paying the $20 a month. You know what that is for our entire season? That's $6 million. Okay. That's $6 million. What's that? Not a lot. You know, one reserve player, essentially. That's that's a tenth of what you had been getting from Bally Sports. Now, you know, you can augment that with some advertising. Some people pointed out, yeah, and they're also, you know, on DirecTV and Fubo and some other outlets. I don't know that they had arranged any any financial deals. Uh, last year, at least in particular, I think they just said, hey, can you just put these on for our fans to make sure that they can see yeah. it? If you, like when I would turn it on on, 
you know, DirecTV, whatever it was, Channel 604 or whatever yeah. they were on. I don't know that the Padres were getting a dollar. Not a nickel, yeah. From DirecTV or from Spectrum or from Cox last year when it came to that. Now, will it be different this year? Is there certainly value in that? And the Padres should be pursuing, you know, ways to make up some of the revenue that way. But it doesn't just automatically come. But the savvy point that, that Andy made is that, you're also now taking on all the production costs. It is not cheap to broadcast Major League Baseball games. No. It's not just, oh, there's Don and Mud, and you got to pay their exorbitant salaries. <laughs> no, I, you know, there's, there's producers, there's trucks. that You have to rent trucks and cameras and camera operators and graphics guys. Sure. And then you got to do it on the road for 81 games a year. So travel costs, hiring crews on the road, even if you're not traveling with everybody, renting production trucks on the road. There's a lot of added expense. When they were getting $60 million from Bally, you know what their expense was for that? Zero. Zero. The, the, the regional sports network, they take on the costs yeah. of having to produce all of the telecast. So it's not just the money that you're not getting from your TV deal. It's also money you are now spending yeah. that is going the other direction in the red to have to put all this together. And, you know, it takes time to build up subscriber bases and hopefully, you know, it can go up this year. Let's say they double their subscriber base, which is fantastic. That would be, what, 12 million. They're still far short of what you were getting before and kind of a drop in the bucket when you talk about payroll levels that are anywhere between 150 and 200 million dollars that's just a little bit that makes up for what you had lost in those regional sports network deals saw a great tweet from uh, rich the other day on twitter it said this of course uh, i was talking to his article in sportico says regional sports network diamond sports group says it's agreed to a proposed restructuring that features an investment from amazon and we've talked a little bit about that this week rich says this well, this, of course, does not include a resolution for the Padres, who are still very much without TV revenue certainty for 2024. Meanwhile, the Dodgers are going to get $180 million from Sportsnet this year, even though half of L.A. can't watch the games. Same league, same division, good system. Tongue firmly planted in cheek there. Something's got to give. Something has to give. Um, that money... The, the cash infusion that a team like the Dodgers, who probably doesn't need that sort of cash infusion, but it allows them to make the major, a lot of the moves that they make. Now, they make a ton of revenue. We know that. Sell a ton of merch. Um, but this is – here's a free 180. So I think the, the question a lot of people have that I certainly will have is, well, how does the system then work for Spectrum up there with the Dodgers? Right. How, how are they making it work? When they're paying all this money – how are they making it back? And I guess we're kind of seeing it didn't totally work for Bally. Uh, they were unable to, to keep it going on that model. But Craig made a really astute point as I was listening as well in this conversation. And he said that teams, and this is not just the Padres, but you're going to find this more and more going forward. They're all of a sudden going to be the victim of the fact that we now specifically know who's watching, especially when it comes to streaming. San Diego has over three, there's three million plus people in San Diego County. I know a lot of them are Padres fans, but if I was a Bally, you know, sports sales guy, and I'm trying to sell advertising in a Padres telecast, I go to, you know, an advertiser. I go to Sedano Ford and I go, hey, let's put your TV ads on Padres games. We got three million people in the county and they could all be watching. You know, it gets hot. You know, you got all these people you can reach. Well, when you're streaming, 
you can't you can no longer say there's three million people in the county. No, you can say we had eighteen thousand four hundred and seventy two people were watching this game. That's not nothing. That's good. That's a that's a good reach for advertisers, but it's not three million. Mm-mm. And you know exactly how many people are watching every single game. That number all of a sudden doesn't sound quite as impressive anymore and makes it a little harder to maybe go out and specifically find some advertisers for the broadcasts. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely an uphill climb. Uh, and, and they're certainly up against it. And I, I do wonder how it is going to work. You know, man, but this is, Benny, even when, even when Bally's was here and, and before the, the, the bankruptcy and all that, my man, the last five years, uh, we would have Eric Krupner on the show. And every single year, we would have to ask the question, where and how can people consume your product? This is not a Padres problem. This is a Major League Baseball problem. Period. The end. The blackouts. Everything else. Every year we had. Well, Eric, you, people were on YouTube TV. They subscribed to that. Now they can't. Uh, Padres aren't going to be carried there, but they will be on here. Every year we had to ask him, where can they consume your product? Do other sports have this issue? Is it as big of an issue as it is in Major League Baseball? And I understand the number of games affects that. I, I mean, do we understand. We just saw an NFL game on Peacock, so there certainly are. Yeah, issues, but, I, but everyone knew where to find it, yeah, and they knew I, it was coming for months and months. Yeah, so and I feel like it's the NFL. I feel like they're just doing bits at this point. They they can, they have so much money, and people consume their products so much that they can just do bits and, and be like, we'll just put you on Peacock. And it's, it's evolving. We're seeing um, teams like the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and I think even here in Phoenix, the Arizona Coyotes, going to back to over the air and just telecast like in the old days where if you have an antenna – and you just pick up the signal if you live in town. They're going back to a model like that in some sports as well. Yeah. So we're in a period of serious transition when and, it comes and, to media rights and how games are consumed in different ways in local markets. Well, it, yeah, it's it's not just transition. It's it's you could call it unrest. I mean, it is it, there is unrest, and I think as you plan a budget, <laughs> you know. Um, your budget's certainly going to change without a, an influx of cash from an RSN, um, and I, I, you know, I hope they figure it out. Again, it, it's we always you laugh at me because every year I'm, I mean, every month I'm paying an exorbitant, exorbitant amount for cable. I don't want to miss the games. I don't want to miss the games. I don't want to have to miss the games. I'm a creature of habit. I want to make sure. You've got Cox. I love Cox. Yeah. I've got Spectrum. Yeah. I correct me if I'm wrong. There's been no announcement yet. Now, I'm assuming I'll be able to watch it I'm assuming way, the same. Or I'll be able to stream it. But I, I don't think that we've heard any specific announcement as to exactly where and how Padres games in 2024, this year, in less than two months from tomorrow, the very first game in Korea, how those will be distributed to Padres fans in San Diego. They will be. I, I have no doubt about that. But the specifics, those details, what the Padres will be making on it, I haven't heard anything about that yet, correct? I haven't either. Yeah. And I, I, again, this will be the sixth year in a row we have that conversation uh, a couple of days before opening day with Eric Gruppner, I assume. Um, it is just not – it's not as, as simple, I guess, as, as we all want it to be. Um, Gas station D pill says MLB is indeed dying, has been for some time. NBA faces the same problems due to length of season and lack of consequence on losing a game. I, I beg to differ, though. Uh, the Major League Baseball is quite healthy, I think, as a as an organization. Now, do they 
do they always do what's in the best interest of their fans? Uh, no, they don't. And and they, they're not great about getting their product out there. They need to be better at marketing their product and getting more eyeballs on their product. And I understand, like we've said this before a thousand times, you're not going to lose me. Whatever it costs, it's like living in California, you know. If gas is $12 a gallon, I'm paying it because I absolutely love living in San Diego. You got me. But I realize I'm probably the exception and, and not the rule. And I think with baseball, they need to start worrying about the exceptions and not just the rules. You know, they need to start worrying about the casual fan, the young fan. you got to get them involved and, and continue to help grow this game. And that's where they don't do a great job at it. Keep in mind, too, there's a difference between – the health of the game and the entertainment quality of the game and how you monetize that with streaming and cable and viewing rights. There's definitely an issue right there when it comes to the media aspect of the game. If you go to a game at Petco Park, I mean, last few seasons, it's been phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Legendary. I mean, best, best we've ever seen in terms of quality, fan experience, uh, enthusiasm of fans. You can't tell me, oh, yeah, baseball is dying. Go to a game at Petco Park and tell me, yeah, baseball is dying. No, it's not. They do have, though, a new media and evolving media issue, as do non-NFL sports. Yeah, NFL is really, they're really. They're a different, 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 they're a different conversation. It's different when it comes to the NFL. But they're all trying to figure out how to make it work. And there's no guarantee at some point, you know, salaries may have to stop or or scale back i mean it'll be a tough bitter pill to swallow for baseball and basketball players that maybe someday you may only make 10 million dollars a season instead of 18 million dollars a season for doing the same thing yeah it happened in radio the radio hosts (laughs) don't necessarily make as much as they did 15 years ago and it feels like oh well but athlete that those those prices those salaries will continue to skyrocket but at some point if owners are not making as much on the media side of it the bubble will burst and you can't continue to charge as more you know you can charge more at some point for tickets but at some point fans will just go that's too much i can't pay i can't not go to games yeah. anymore and at that point that's when salaries will have to start coming down and you know, it's been years since we've ever thought about the fact that that could be possible. Yeah. It could be in our lifetime or in the next 10, 15 years. The athlete salaries might have to come down at some point, too. Tell them that. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> you don't, be, yeah you, I don't want to know. I don't want to be the one who has to You be the guy. For sure. <laughs> All right, let's come back. we got two hours left here at Fantasy Camp. Walk through the clubhouse here, see who's around. We'll come back, reset the show next year on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.